Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Free coming live from the West Village of Manhattan. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for telling a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears. We'll take the earless community as well. Very thankful on this end. We love you. We love you out there on YouTube land. If you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash Jared Freed. Get subscribed. If you're listening and you want to check out the YouTube experience, that'd be kind of fun. Give it a shot. I've had a lot of people commenting that they 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 are coming over from Spotify. They're coming over from Apple Music. I you know I, I just want you to enjoy the show. The YouTube is a different element. It's fun. It's it's uh you're you're seeing, you know, it's a different feel. And but listen, if you're here your family, as, as we always say here, you know, us in the Olive Garden. So I want to thank you for being a listener. Thank you for telling a friend. It There is no better feeling in the world than when you, the listener, tell a friend, and then the, the friend comes to me and goes, I heard about you through my friend who sent it to the group chat. Ooh, it feels like a little feather just grazing my nuts. Just, you know, the, the part where he stitched me, the... <laughs> The big man upstairs or woman, whatever you'd like, the, the big they in the sky stitched my balls together at the seam, and that's where that feather goes. Ooh, it feels good. Back and forth, to and fro. We should bring back to and fro. Don't you think, Shelby? To and fro. I'm going to start saying to and fro. Is it fro? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to and fro, here and there, nooks and crannies. That's right. So thank you. Thank you, listener. Thank you, Mr. Listener. Thank you, Ms. or Mrs. Listener. There should be a Mr. Married version. Shelby, don't you think? Absolutely. Isn't that, that's the most misogynist part of it all. It should be Mr. if you're not married and taken if you're married. No, I don't know. Something. <laughs> you know, it, it is kind of ridiculous that, you know, there's a Ms. and the Mrs. But whatever. I digress. Um, thank you for being a part of the show. If you're out there and you want to come to a live show, the live shows have been kicking. I mean, I'm going to the phone to go just give you the dates, okay? I want to give you the dates because they're important to me. I love when you guys come to the show. I was just in La Jolla. If you're listening to this, um, you're listening to this the day after I left La Jolla. I'm taping this Monday before going to La Jolla. Four out of the five shows are already sold out. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to come in there. And by this time on Monday, I'll be waking up by the sea, looking at the ocean, the, the great Pacific, thinking, thank you, podcast listeners. Thank you for coming and bringing the friends in the group chat. So I got more shows. Boston Mass, we're doing a live you up. That is almost sold up. That, that's almost sold out as of today when I'm taping this. So live you up in Boston, so get those tickies. Minneapolis, I, I've never performed stand-up in Minneapolis. I want to come. I'm excited to come. I'm doing a theater. The Assembly at the Women's Club, it, that's the most appropriate location for my show ever because so many women come out. So Minneapolis, Minnesota, I'm there on uh, J, uh, June 18th. It's just a stand-up show. Then San Francisco for you up live, Los Angeles for you up live, Huntsville stand-up, Nashville stand-up, Springfield, Missouri just added. Stand up. Austin, Texas, live you up. Chicago, Illinois, live you up. New York City, live you up. And then DC and Albany uh, and Dayton for some stand up dates. So, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. That's, that's, that's really what I got. I, 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 you know, you can join Patreon if you'd like. That's, that's always fun. I, we're having a, there's a, there's a conversation happening on Patreon. Shelby, right? Like, it, last week's got serious. I talked about a recent death that I was dealing with. I, I talked a little bit on Luxury Lounge. Um, 
But uh, I talked about, uh, oh, I talked about there was a proposal at one of my shows. Someone proposed to their girlfriend. I helped them set up the whole proposal. And we're, that probably would be out on video by the time this comes out. So go watch it on my Instagram. All this is to say, very excited. And if you have an email you want to send in, your questions, your stories, advice, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. That's jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Very excited for today's guest. First time on the show. Long time. I, I'm embarrassed that you haven't been on yet. Oh, dude. Uh, Eric Newman, thank oh. you for coming on. Jtrain, thanks for having me. Dude, this is like literally one of the podcasts I've been wanting to do forever. So oh, for dude. Real, man. Thanks that for mean, having me. That means a lot to hear. Eric is hilarious, awesome comic, at I'm Eric Newman on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. You've blown up on TikTok, on the talk. <sighs> J Train, it's tough, man. <laughs> you say it's like it's a hard life. No, this but is great. dude, dude I, I seriously want to. And this is uh, not Bobby Kelly's podcast, so I could actually say genuine comment yeah. without being roasted. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll find out. But, uh, but you know, you were one of the guys, like truly, who you were one of like the five guys who, like, when I was like starting to come up, that I was like paying attention to, and uh, and just like your hustle and your grind, like you created your own platform, and I was like, I gotta follow that playbook. I, oh, have, to, I, I have to, you know, you. you um, so so yeah, I mean, uh, TikTok's going really well. Um, Instagram. Well, that's kind of well. you know we have the, the tools. We you know it, it is, it's more work. You know I think there's people that you know no one likes work. No one wants to do work. All of us we're we're spending our days doing work so that we don't have to do work later on. I think that's so, like a if there is a later on. Hopefully. If there is a later on, I, yeah. I look a little bit more positive than you. <laughs> but I would say you know you're doing the things. Oh, you guys! Oh, yeah, no, plug no, no, in. No, 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 keep no, it, keep it, keep it. it. Okay, okay. Um, we're doing things today to make sure that we're set up for tomorrow. And again, you know, the internet is both uh, the problem and the solution. The internet for all the bad things that happen. There's also some good things. Yeah. that's kind of life. So during the pandemic, you had all this clips, and you were like TikTok. I'll just start pushing them out, and they started getting views, and you're like, "Here I am." Is that well, what I it think is? sort of that's exact. That's pretty much how it went. Like I, I mean, I think you can like relate to this. Like there were the pandemic seemed seemed to divide the people who wanted it so badly and the people who didn't. And the mm. people who didn't were kind of like, okay, two year vacation. You know, I don't have sure. to do anything. The world's not expecting me to do anything. The world mm -hmm. actually said, don't do anything. Mm -hmm. So here's my easy out. And for me, I was like, you know, at the time I was with my ex and we lived together and like, I was, I was really dying, man. Like I was, and she was amazing. It's just like, I couldn't handle not um, being productive. Mm. And so I was like, I have to find a way to challenge it. I have to, you know, um, and so I did it. And thankfully, like I had enough, I, I'd been doing stand up at 11 and a half years at that point. Mm -hmm. So I, I had like enough clips sort of to like keep me going through the pandemic. Um, I was like, oh yeah, I'll just go back to my old sets and whatever. And I chopped some stuff up and uh, dude, I was wrong a lot. A lot of my clips bombed and the times I were right, I was right. I, I was really right. And it, it sort it's of- It's interesting. Cause I remember going to like, there was the guy at open mics or at shows who'd be setting up this camera. There was always that one guy setting up a camera. They were sitting there with their tripod. Their, you know, and I'd always look at them and be like, oh, that is, again, work. That's a ton totally. of work. You got to get there early. You got to set up the camera. You got to make sure it you know, it's in the right spot. You got to make sure the sound is okay. And I was like, I don't want to do that work at all. And, and yeah. I mean, that's an example of, and you know, I, I would rather do other things. If you, you know, just like the pandemic, pandemic happens, I can do this or I can do that. And I remember seeing those people that were setting up those cameras and I was like, I don't know, that's not for me. Yeah. And then, but I also didn't have a platform, 
you know, there was no carrot at the end. So maybe right. I need that. You know, that, that you started looking at it. You go, oh, well, now the, all those people that were setting up the cameras, they have all this footage. Yeah. They're ready to go. And, you know, for me during the pandemic, I was like, yeah, I'll go to daily with the podcast. Let me let me yeah. do this on a daily basis. And that was a decision. You know, I, I got the podcast. I'm going to go daily. People are looking for, you know, entertainment on a daily basis because TV shows are running out. They're done with the binging. They want something that feels like a Tuesday. Yeah. And that was kind of lost in the pandemic because everything just felt like a, you know, a a random Wednesday at three o'clock. It just always felt like that time. Right. It is interesting. You had the clips. Well, here we go. Put them so, out just like the podcast, and and you know, and you had and you, your podcast seemed to come before. I mean, you seem to be in that first really early wave of podcasting. Yeah, before I mean, now everybody has a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, and most of them aren't very good, and and most of them get no traction. But you were in that really early early window, and that's what I realized is like I was like pretty late on Instagram, and now I'm catching up. But like with TikTok there weren't that many people posting stand-up clips two and a half years ago. So you felt it, like you were like, oh, I see an opening for the, to be of. the, you know, on the new, you know, on the new block, so to speak. Sort of, yeah. And my, my, my ex told me about it and like I knew it was like this dancing app or whatever, but then I started seeing people put like dog videos up and I was like, yeah, oh, the why dancing can't you? Stuff, this is, but this is what happens. You, you know, in this podcast is about Taking, you know, when we get these emails and keep sending them in, jtrainpodcast.gmail.com, we have some fantastic emails today. Um, this was what the podcast is all about. We take the emails, we listen to them, we read them, and then, okay, here's a perspective. Here's a shift. Yeah. Here's what you're looking at it this way. What about looking at it from this way? What about looking at it from this way? When people go, young people dance on TikTok, that ain't it. Right. No, that's what you are comfortable looking at it as. I'm comfortable looking at it as place to yell at charcuterie. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, by the way, dude, I just want to uh, just just quickly digress here for a second, like because um, I was in LA two weeks ago, mm-hmm. right? And a buddy of mine was talking to me about how he, and I don't know anything ch- about charcuterie. I would mm. probably tell you the worst board, the, the most disgusting board ever. It looks most amazing. or bad, just yeah, just you know whatever. I have no idea. But he was like really passionate about making charcuterie boards, and uh, I actually just learned how to say that word. To be perfectly honest with you, like <laughs> like three like that. Sure. Yeah, I text you, I, I whatever. Um, and he was like, I'm a huge charcuterie. Board. And then I mentioned your name, and he goes, Oh, I've seen Jared Freed's work, whatever. And I go, I go, I could yeah, text the board, him. the board, yeah, yeah. So so I go, I could. Text him if you want and just like ask him maybe if he would look at the board. I was like, but you have to be, are you okay with getting the truth? Well, That's this, what- is, this is the problem. <laughs> I have shown up to places and they're like, we don't want to show you, but there's a charcuterie board in here. And like, it has kind of made things uncomfortable. I, I, I think I'm invited to less parties now because of it, to tell you the Because you're going to be honest. Well, now I have a I have a legacy to keep. You have to. I have yeah, to you have keep to be up my reputation. I'm not yeah. just the board lord for nothing. Right. You have a new special out. Okay? I do. It yeah. is a stand up special, and yeah. so everyone, you know, we've had a lot of people here on this show. If you're listening, if you're watching on YouTube, people are, you know, this is the this is the the gold rush, so to speak. You're heading to YouTube land. You got your. You got yep. your your axe in one hand. You got your you know your billow and the and the stick, and you're going prospecting for more viewers. That's really what it is, and it's yeah. called. But enough about me. But enough about me. Is this a tw- is this a twelve year? 
no, journey so to I, a special? When do we start working on this stuff? So this is actually a crowd work special. Crowd work. Di- it's a crowd work special. And I did it. I, I have, I had one, I had two albums out before mm. that. One I did in 2018, which was, I was 10 years into stand up. You know, like these people that put albums out after mm-hmm. a year and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? dude? Yeah. Like you don't even like, like that's insane. We could talk about that later. But like, um, I waited 10 years and I recorded my first one of the comic strip that was called Nervous Lover. I put that out in 2018. Then I wrote for the first six months of the pandemic. I wrote like 45 minutes and i recorded that on a rooftop Mm. during the pandemic um and that was called just a phase and then um this one because i've gotten like kind of a fan base from like these crowd work clips i'm like let me just try to challenge myself my headline and style has become very much so like half and half and i think like Mm. hosting at the cellar um I think has just made me like much better with the crowd, much more comfortable, whatever. So my, my headlining style is very like half and half now. Mm. So I was like, let me just give myself, I always like to challenge myself. So, so I was like, let me just give myself the challenge of just doing like 35, 40 minutes of no jokes. I cannot do jokes no matter what. And thankfully, I, I think, you know, people had a really good time and it went really well. So, so listen, tune in for 45 minutes of no jokes. No jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no jokes. If you like so jokes, you go, this is not for you. So you go into the crowd, are you, uh, you know, my problem with this, you know, listen, that this is for people at home. You tune into a crowd work special to watch the trapeze act. You're you're walking the tightrope. Totally, people. You're walking. You're watching. Is it going to go well? This is. Is it going to go not well? It, there is. This is. There's a daredevil aspect to this, totally. and that's why that's the fun of watching a crowd work special. So everyone should go on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash/c/slash/EricNewmanComedy. Just search Eric Newman or go to his Instagram at I'm Eric Newman. At I'm Eric Newman on TikTok and Instagram. Just go, and all the links will be there. I'm positive of it. Thanks, so man. at I'm yeah. Eric Newman, Newman. Everyone go follow uh, N-E-U-M-A-N-N. So go, go, go. Eric's hilarious. But I would say oh, the crowd work angle. Yeah. Do you have a process for how you're, because what I, my issue with crowd, when I go to do crowd, I'm like, where are you? I don't care. You have to yeah. care about have the question care. you're asking. Dude. A hundred percent. And dude, I totally respect not comics not caring at all. No, but I do. I, and I've done crowd work. I have a, there's a video on my Instagram right now of me doing crowd work. Um, and I'm trying to get to a bit. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So that's yeah, the yeah. reason You're I'm doing it. You're at a lead-in to get <clears throat> where you want to talk. I'm dancing around because I know the ending is going to be worth whatever awkwardness goes on right. in this room. So right. if I say to someone, who you here with tonight? And I'm like, I don't care. And then they go, I'm Randy. This is Andy. And I'm like, you, your name and your couple's Randy and Andy. <laughs> so now we have the premise. Randy and Andy have been dating. Their name rhymes. What are we going to do with this? Like, right. that is fun. But you don't always find Randy and Andy. No, not always. Sometimes you find, hi. Nothing. Good. Nothing. Exactly. Well, well, people will always be like, oh, that was so fun. Like, we love that. And I'm like... I'm only doing half the work. I mm. mean, like, I have to come across... Like, there are times where I'm stumped. I mean, I, I do this now, like, every night, mostly. Especially when I'm hosting at the cellar. I'm, like, doing 80% crowd work before yeah. I even do a bit or two. So, like, I'm always challenging myself to try to find the funniness of it. And sometimes you just get really lame fucking people, dude. And, like, yeah. you know... Yeah, well, so that's why, I, like, I would have prepared crowd work. When I hosted, I would do... Um, you know, who's the first time here at a comedy club? Clap, clap, clap. Yeah. Who's, who's been here before? Clap, clap, clap. Like, you're trying to get people on the same page. And it's totally. like, who's here on a first date? No one claps. Oh, no love in the room. You know, right, you can, right, like, right, right, right. You play off you know, that. 
So I, I like, I genuinely, and I think like people have asked me about this. They're like, I, I have a genuine curiosity about people's stories and lives. Mm. Like, and I think it's in a way, like I talk to Modi about this all the time. Like Modi will, like I used to open for him at gigs all the time. So I would open, I would do a lot of crowd work and then he would come up and he would be like, where are you from? I don't care. And like, kind yeah, of make play, yeah, yeah. And just like, I don't give a shit. I don't want to talk. And I was like, I totally respect that. I actually am very interested in hearing people's mm. stories and like listening to how they met and whatever. So I think that so genuine what's curiosity. The what's the most memorable story from the special? From the special, that was the one thing I was talking to somebody about this yesterday, how there, you know, now that I've been doing this so often, there's definitely been moments, like I had a clip it from the seller that got 19 million views on TikTok. It was mm. uh, some, uh, uh, I asked a, a guy and a girl in the front if they were a couple and he said, um, and she said he had sex with my mom. What? Um, and there was this whole thing and sort of, I we unpacked it and it was a really, it was, it was crazy. So that one went like, there was nothing to that level of craziness in the special, but what I really enjoyed about it was, I think it was like a good representation of sort of who I am on stage mm. when I talk to the crowd. And it, I was talking to these two gay dudes in the beginning of the show, sort of like playfully, you know, joking with them. And then at the end, he ended up like singing a song with me. We ended up singing Dancing Queen, <laughs> okay. which is fucking so weird. I mean, yeah. like, but I was like, oh, whatever. Like, we'll, we'll do it. So it kind of had like a thematic arc a little mm -hmm. bit, like whatever, which which that I liked about it. Um, But it was just fun, man. I mean, it was just like, I genuinely like talking to people and hearing their stories. Well, let's and, hear some stories. Yeah, hell yeah. The emails. Everyone go let's follow New, uh, Newman at I'm Eric Newman. Phone numbers and double standards. I matched with a guy on Hinge with the conversation moving pretty quickly on the app. No red flags in the conversation or in his profile that I could spot. He suggested we meet for a drink the next day and we picked a time and a place to via the app. Usually I would have moved the conversation to text by that point, but things progressed pretty quickly and naturally. Once we'd made the date, I gave him my phone number saying, here's my number, better way to reach me since I have notifications turned off. His response to this was basically, thanks, but I don't give out my number until after I've established a connection with someone i was instantly uneasy and communicated this while he wasn't rude or overly defensive he was firm in his stance i told him i wasn't comfortable going on a date with someone who wouldn't give me their real number ahead of time he got defensive at this point saying not giving out a number early on is totally normal you never know who's crazy ultimately we couldn't compromise and cancel the date here's the thing he makes a point that not giving out a phone number early is normal for some people, but those people are typically women. This is usually done for safety reasons. I have plenty of female friends who keep conversations on the app or use Google voice numbers until after a successful first date or even later. While I've done, well, I've never done this, I get why some women do. However, when it's a man doing it, it feels sketchy. It comes off like the guy is married, like he's trying to set the stage for a one-night stand he can easily disappear from, or even something more sinister. I think even the craziest, clingiest type of woman doesn't cross the line into scary to the extent where a guy would set boundaries like this. Was this a reasonable standard to have on my side? This is a very interesting question, because what she's saying is... She sets up a date with a guy, then says, here's my number. And he says, I don't give out my number until we've had a connection. There's a lot of crazies out there. Do you think, and, and she brings up a good point. This is, this is normal. I've heard of women doing this. And I understand the danger of, you know, uh, a, a man is, uh, is, is uh, the, the biggest predator to a woman, you know? So totally. I, you know, you're given, you know, you're dealing with a lion when you're a steak trying to marry the nicest lion out there. What do right. you think? First of all, uh, super interesting story. And 
there were three points she specifically made that before she said them, I was like thinking them where the first thing that, that came to my mind was he must be married because you don't want mm. the trace or something. Instagram might be his like safe platform where his wife doesn't well, check. It seems his like it was hinge, check. a dating app. Yeah. Uh, right, right. So he might have that place to be safe and feel secure while he's hiding something from somebody else. And the number is like always out, right? You get text yeah. messages, your girlfriend's around, whatever it is. So that was the first thing that came to my mind. First of all, it's our job as men to make, I mean, women deal with fucking predators and creeps all day long. Mm -hmm. If you're an attractive woman, I mean, you're dealing with this constantly. So it's like, it's our job as men to be like- Any woman, you know, any, everyone's attracted to someone, you know? Exactly, exactly. So, so, so I think it's our job to just be like, you know, um, not in a defensive way, but just like, I wanna make you feel comfortable. Well, it's, you have to be aware of all sides of the dice. And this guy is seeing this from a very tunnel vision point of view. Right. You might get crazy on me. He's not seeing the other side of this of like, well, you're saying something to me when you won't give me your number. You're, you're making me feel lied to. You're, right. And he's bringing up, here's the, the answer to this email is things worked out the way they should. They canceled the date. They didn't go out. They're not the match. Yeah. I actually don't mind that this is a standard. I, I think I think it's okay for him to have this standard. Anyone can have any standard for themselves. Totally. But so, once she gave the number, that would have been his move to be like, okay, here's my... Well, like, this is the point that he says, uh, thanks, but I don't give up my number until after I've established a connection with someone. What What do you mean a connection? You is know, there a connection so on Instagram? Well, Hinge. I mean, he, I'm sorry, I keep saying Instagram. You no, know, he goes, you know, the idea that they have a great conversation, things move quickly, let's go on a date. Yeah. To, to her, that is a connection. Right. You know, to her, she's saying, well, what more of a, what what type of connection are, and now I would feel from her point of view, uh, what am I, you know, jumping for, for the carrot? I, I, now I have to audition for yeah, you exactly. for this connection where now I've shown you that I'm connected enough with you. It, I can understand that this feels icky to her and she's right, but I love what happened. I love actually what happened because I don't think there's a right or wrong in this scenario because right. I, I would agree with her yeah. that this guy is coming off like a liar. He's not really seeing that, you know, what are the, you know, the, he's overblowing the ramifications of dealing with quote unquote crazy woman that might be out there. But I think that's a weird fear that he has. And, but it's a fear you can't really disagree with. Like he knows that he's living on the moral mountain. Yeah. Oh, I'm just want to have a connection. He's using all the right language, which well, is also even more sketchy. Yeah, totally more. Totally more. But the thing is, man, once you're on that, once you're on Hinge and you're convinced enough on both ends to go on a date, it should be the, the order should be the Hinge connection, the text exchange, mm. the date. But then, but then, if a woman said to me, "I don't like to, you know, give out my number." I would I would I would agree with her. I could I could understand because I would go. But yeah, it's weird as a guy. It's weird as a guy. That's but yeah. that's the point. That's he's leaning on. Well, if a woman can say this, I can say this too, and because you can't disagree. But that's the whole point of the whole dating process. Right. You are trying to find a match. If you haven't even gone out yet, and now you're having this argument of whether a connection is enough to exchange numbers, you're not the match. Totally. Not. If if they had if it had worked out differently, this could have worked out differently. Yeah. Hey, great conversation on the app. Meet you at the bar tomorrow night. They get to the bar the next night. They have a great time. 
she at the end of the night he goes hey let me get your number you know we didn't even exchange numbers yeah boom wow we're on day two yep but it didn't go that way and that's the thing you realize this wasn't a match maybe before you were ready to realize it and it just isn't the match you're not right for each other and also somebody who has that type of boundary like i mean he put a halt to the connection Mm. I mean, whether his reasoning was good or bad in his own personal life isn't really the point. He put a halt to the connection. So right there, you're already dealing with somebody who's sort of walking on eggshells. Well, that's a good point because he put a halt to the connection, which means he might not have been looking for a connection at all. Totally. Because you go, here's the thing. Dating is a lot of risks. Mm -hmm. Just admit to that. Admit, giving your number out to someone you just met online is a risky scenario. He, and if you want to meet someone, you got to, what's the line? You got to, if you want to play, if you, if you want to get hit, you got to go play in traffic. You got to go play in traffic if you want to get hit. That's a very apt description of what dating is. Yeah, totally. Because, and this guy is going, no, I have to walk on this road that has no cars and I will get from point A to point B. It's okay that he has this. We both agree it's a weird thing to do and it's also not not opening yourself up to the variability of going on a date with someone, you know, and the number, but yeah. I, I think I, this guy's I'm married. happy they didn't go out. Me you, too. And I think he's married. Or has someone There's something else. Up. Something is going on. Yeah. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com here with Eric Newman at I'm Eric Newman on TikTok and Instagram. Go follow. We're we're sponsor people. J Train Podcast is sponsored by Every Plate. Wanna save on your grocery bill? Every plate is twenty five percent cheaper than grocery shopping. Whoa. We're saving money, people. Try America's best value meal kit for delicious dinners that don't break the bank. So every plate sent me a bunch of the dinners. I love them. They're great. They come with all the ingredients, and it's, you know, again, 25% cheaper than going grocery shopping. Here's the beauty of a meal kit. You get a beginning, a middle, and an end. It is satisfying. You get to look at the picture. You put it all together. You get to see how you did compared to the picture. It is, there's so few things in life. It is meditative. (laughs) There are so few things in life that you get a beginning, a middle, and an end. And here's the other thing. If you're living alone, if you live with your partner, it's tough to shop for two people, one person. The vegetables, what are you going to get? How many celery stocks you buying? You don't know what to do. So portion sizes automatically. I'm not saying, you know, these the, the recipes, I mean, I thought meal kits had to be expensive, but turns out every plate is more affordable than the grocery. They're leaning heavily on the, the affordability, which I agree with. I, I mean, their quality ingredients come pre-portioned to help you save money and reduce food waste. That's the big thing. You're getting the right amount of food. When I go to the store, I'm going, oh, give me six chickens. You know, and then I eat them all. I don't know what I'm doing. I, you know, my, I'm hungry when I go shop. This is a great way to control your portions and also spend the right amount of money. Try every plate for just one seventy nine per meal. That's a dollar seventy nine per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code JTrain one seventy nine. That's everyplate.com code JTrain one seventy nine for a dollar seventy nine meals. That's up to a hundred and four dollar value. Wow. Every plate, America's best value meal kit. I love that. Let's go to another email. It's called No Physical Contact for First Four Dates Help. <laughs> Papa J Train. 
feather feather. I've been out with this guy for four dates and it's been great, but the problem is he's not made any moves yet. I've tried to bring up sexy topics to get us into that kind of mood, but those conversations don't really go anywhere. I don't want to initiate physical contact because I find it hot when men take charge. I'm in my late 20s, he's in his early 30s. How can I subtly, how can I subtly, that's a weird word spelled versus how it's said. How can I subtly invite him uh, to make a move other than steering the conversation to spicy topics, which hasn't worked so far? And why hasn't he made any moves yet? Not even a kiss goodnight. Never in my history of dating has a man waited five days to initiate physical contact. Is he not attracted to me? Thank you. Love the podcast. I've attached a photo of myself and a photo of him to help you better visualize the situation. I don't think we need a photo. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't it, matter. It, this, this isn't like, oh, he shouldn't touch you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, she's been. On <laughs> oh, I can see why now. Yeah, um, <laughs> she's been on four dates. She wants to know why there's been no move made. What do you think? Uh, it's a bunch, uh, a, a number of reasons. Unfortunately, it can't be like boiled down to one thing. Mm. Um, nervous. He could be nervous. He could be. He could like like you. He could like you and sort of want to play it right. And he could mm. be a guy sort of a cousin. Like I, for example, I was a guy who was just sort of like sleeping around. And whenever I actually liked somebody, I like really wanted to get to know them. You'd pull back. I would pull back a little bit because I didn't want to make it physical. Mm. I mean, I wanted well, to make also, it physical. Also, you're, you know, it's the equivalent of like taking a shot with a second left versus taking a shot in the first quarter. Right. You know, if you don't really... I, I don't want to put it say don't care, but if it's not as important to you, you know, and you're going to go, you're less nervous. You're a little more, you're a little bit more yourself. Maybe you're a little bit more loose. You're saying yep. things out of pocket that you might not have said before. When it's someone that you're like, you put on this kind of pedestal, you're like, well, when do I touch the back? You right. know, like it's, it changes things. And the problem is now like this actually isn't a bet. If he really likes her, which there's a very four, good possibility four of that. Four dates though. This is, I mean, I, uh, you know, four dates. The problem I think that they both have yeah. is she's not allowing herself to maybe be turned off. That's a big part of this email. When she says, I find it hot when men take charge. Right. So you don't find what this guy is doing. Oh, it's unattractive to her. Yeah. And totally. So she has to start at that because what happens in these scenarios, and this is a tough one to give advice on, Yeah. because let's say he's nervous and let's say he makes decisions on his partner based after sexual activity happens. So maybe he's... You know, the the position she might get into, and this happens all the time. She's like, I don't even know if I like him, but why doesn't he like me? And then she gets the guy, you know, ends up getting physical with him. Right. And then he goes, eh, I think I'm done with this. And then she goes, I didn't even like him. Yep. And now I've, what, what right. happened? Right. So it's like, that's what happens when you don't say, am I attracted to this person? And am I attracted to their actions? Am I attracted to how they are in the date? Am I... To me, she sounds turned off. She probably is turned off, but I think it's the ego thing that's sort of like at the forefront right mm. now. Like, I think it's just like, well, why doesn't he want to have sex with me? Like, where he very well could want And especially we've done this to ourselves. Like, men talk about sex all the time. All they want is sex. All they want is to look at an ass, look at a tits. And then the minute they're not looking at you, you go, well, there must why isn't be he something looking at me? wrong. Yeah. Men want and, sex all the time. And then they're you're animals. You're more you know? curious about him because of that. But honestly, you know, Maybe he's he's doing the right thing. Maybe the fact that she's sending this email mm. means he's playing it right. Well, yeah, he's got her. He's got her wondering. I, yeah. I, to me, it starts at: Am I really into this guy? St start at that. As right. uh, you have to question yourself: Am I into this guy? 
is this enough to turn me off? Am I just playing? Am I am am I you know what's the name of the detective? Am I just playing Patty? You know Drew, Nancy Drew. Yeah. Don't be Nancy Drew. Okay, <laughs> this is a lot of. So many women are just trying to figure it out yeah. rather than figure out themselves. And, and because and I get it, it's an ego thing. It's like I I, I want it to be liked. I want to be liked too. But when you're doing Nancy Drew, you forget the other side of this. Of do I even like this person? So I I think, listen, have that conversation with yourself. I can't tell you whether you like the person. You right. can say, well, the dates have been great, but beware of hasn't made contact with you for four dates, and then because I would say. Even where you start, it's like, oh, it means something more to him. Yeah, which is but maybe, what I'm leaning but, towards. But it might not. Or maybe, maybe he's just not that. Maybe he like doesn't want to kiss her that badly, and he like look. He's like, you ever have that with, with a person? You're just kind of like, I, I, I'd like to be more attracted to her than I actually am. You know, like you're kind of looking like I'd like. <laughs> I wouldn't to be, be on the date if I wasn't attracted to them. That's why I'm like I'm trusting in penis. Like I, I trust the dick. And trust the dick I, 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 I gotta say, like he's not going on four dates because he doesn't think she's hot no you probably think she's hot but it might not be but it might but that's not only it right it's not only physical attraction maybe the he doesn't feel the chemistry is great maybe there's just for whatever reason chemical he can't really figure it out either maybe he's like for whatever reason i don't want to like make a move that could be it also i'm not saying that's it how do you how does she get a guy to make a move without having to make the move herself if she invites she will get a definitive answer on mm. things if she just the next date they set up is in a place where they're alone where he can make a move. So like you're suggesting the apartment date, yeah. the I'll, I'll, make cook, dinner. Dinner. I'll cook dinner, let's, let's have a Netflix glass of wine. And chill. Yeah, totally. I, I think that's part of it. I think it's also like, do you want to come up? But I guess that's her making the move with the answer. But I do agree. I think the the apartment date, if you like this guy. So again, let's start. I think what she, the answer sometimes in the email, when she says, I don't want to initiate physical contact because I find it hot when men take charge. So here's something you don't find hot about him. Yeah. Now let's take the, you know, the, the pros and cons list. You got to look at that. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Eric Newman. We're sponsored people. Ooh, honey. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey, the easy way to save when shipping on your iPhone or computer. When shopping on your... Shopping. Let me read that again. Today's episode... I, knew, I was like, I know Honey. Honey is fantastic. Honey also, you know, I mean, you basically... Here's what you do. It's, it, I mean, Honey's free. It's a shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one uh, when it finds, uh, it finds to your cart. Here's the thing. Here's the beauty of Honey. You guys, I got sponsors up the wazoo. Every episode I got promo codes. You know, we just did an every plate one. You can't listen to all the podcasts. You can't find all the promo codes. Honey is listening to all the podcasts. They know all the promo codes. <laughs> so you go, you attach it to your web browser, and you go to your shopping cart, and then you go, I don't even buy stuff on my phone anymore because I want to make sure I buy on my computer. Well, I guess you can do it on your iPhone, but I have it on my computer. I should probably get it on here too. But... I go to my computer, I'm like, honey, do your thing. And they go and they come back and they go, you saved 20 bucks. It just finds you free money. There's no reason not to do it. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons. I've done this. I've done this hundreds of times. It saved me thousands of dollars. Wait a few seconds as honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. If honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the price drop. 
people. This is like having your grandma who cuts coupons just waiting for you with all her coupons. That's what Honey is. It's great. I use it. It's fantastic. Did you know Honey doesn't just work on the desktop? I didn't know this. It works on your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. I love this. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out and by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. I'd never recommend something I don't use. I use it. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash jtrain. That's joinhoney.com slash jtrain. Here with Eric Newman at I'm Eric Newman. Middle school love affair. Ooh. Jared, feather, feather, love the pot. Two weeks ago, I met this guy at my weekly running club where I met my main friend group, and he and some of his friends are now part of our friend group and group chat. We have had strong chemistry and have been flirting since day one. The first night we met, he asked if he could kiss me, and I said, not yet. He said he liked that answer and wanted to take me on a date but never followed up, and neither did I. The group had... <laughs> She said, not yet. not yet. And he goes, I like that answer. What's he going to say? <laughs> Fuck off. You're kissing me now, bitch. No, like, yeah, I was of course he say, likes that answer. He likes anything say, you say. Great move on his part. Yeah, he's got to go positive. He's got to <laughs> swim with the current. Loved it. He's uh, the group had a plan to go on a hike next weekend, but everyone bailed except for me and him, including the four hours of total drive time. We spent 12 hours together that day. Wow. We never kissed, but he held my hand and we gazed into each other's eyes and it felt somehow more intimate than anything sexual. Again, he mentioned wanting to take me on a nice dinner date and cute things he wants to do with me, but he never planned a date. He did invite me to a happy hour, but his reservation was at a time that I already had planned, so I stopped by for an hour and basically listened to him and his friend talk about people I don't even know. We didn't talk again until running club. Uh, when he got there, we didn't talk or even acknowledge each other until 45 minutes in. Later in the night, we talked a little bit and he paid for my dinner when the group went out to eat. We had more moments of lingering eye contact and flirty energy. My friend even said his friend told her he has a crush on me. At the end of the night, he asked if I wanted to come over, watch movies next week. I said yes, but I've also said yes to all the other ideas which he hasn't followed up on. My friend says he's probably nervous around me, but I am more inclined to think he's just not that into me and if that he wanted to see me he would make definitive plans i'm also aware that i get nervous around him and maybe i give off the idea that i'm not interested i feel like we're in middle school we hold hands don't kiss then just ignore each other most of the time and talk about our feelings to other people and not to each other i get major butterflies around him but i'm starting to feel frustrated with him and with myself like what the fuck are we doing lol jared what do you think is going on here what do you think Aaron? I, you know I think they really like each other really i do um i think um <coughs> Oh, man. Well, first of all, I liked this guy the second that he said, uh, I like uh, when he when she said not yet. And he goes, I like that. Mm. I, I thought that was because he changed. He swung it around to make it look like it was a thing that he was testing her for. Like, oh, I just wanted to make sure it was too soon. Like, like that kind of thing or whatever. That's why I don't trust him. I know. But I don't That's trust him. I don't trust, I don't trust this guy an ounce. <laughs> I, I don't like this guy. I think uh, <laughs> I, I actually don't think they like each other. I think he wants to fuck her. And I think he doesn't want to date. And I think she wants to date. She has brought up a very um, realistic option. Yeah. Hey, I'd love to do dinner. Never makes a plan. He's done it a couple times now. Yeah. The email says it. The answer's right here. He goes, uh, he said he liked that answer. Of course, he wants to make it sound like he agrees with everything she says. Everything. Yeah. And it's like this holding hand things. We should, we should, we should. Well, why aren't we? Right, right. He, he obviously has, if he has the balls to go in for the kiss, he has the balls to make a plan. It's not like he's, you know, nervous or tentative or whatever. The only thing I was about to say was, um, 
my first initial response was he likes her, but then you started making those points and I was like, oh, maybe he doesn't. But I think the real test is since he canceled all the other plans or didn't go through with all the other plans rather, if he does go through with the come over to my place and that's the only plan he goes through with, that's a that's, that's an absolute sign. But that's sign the point. That, yeah. Because sometimes this we should guy, we should do this, we should do that, we should do dinner, we should do trips, we should go to Capri. You know, like, you know, well, why not? We should get pasta on the mountain in Chiquitera. Like, yeah, he, these are all flirts. These yeah. are all kind of- Hypothetical, a, hypothetical fantasy. Yeah, you know, you're presenting yeah. fantasy. Um, in place of the reality, which is, you know, a couple of pumps at his place and you're fucking done. And so here's the thing. I'm not giving up on this guy, no. but I think she has presented a standard. She's like, I want to do a dinner date. She likes this guy. She's yeah, getting totally. butterflies. She needs to admit to that he's not doing the things he's bringing up. And then she says the one time they did hang out is, uh, you know, the hike, but the, the hike happened because of you know, everyone bailing, but then he says, um, he invites her to a happy hour. Yeah, with his friend. With his friend. And it's like, so that's, so at this point, they've had hangouts that have included all these other people that he was, he was planning on doing anyways. Yeah, And yeah, then yeah. their one hangout is on his schedule with his buddy talking about people they don't know. Yeah. So, I agree. I'm sure there's an attraction. Totally. I'm sure you guys are hitting it off. I think, he is saying, he's looking at her and she's going, she's being like, climb to this rung of the ladder. And he's going, I don't want to go I can only high. go this. I, I can, can only go, go this high. high. Yep. And, you know, I'm willing to go this high for sex. Yeah. But I'm not willing to go this high because that will get me into a more serious yeah. situation that I'm not looking for. Well, well, Jared, this is so funny because you made up, all these points are 100% accurate. Mm. And I think the reason I liked him was because he... He reminded me of me yeah. a little bit, and <laughs> that's why. Move. This is a guy. That's move. why I'm saying probably don't go for this guy. Yeah, but um, but I don't know. Maybe the connection's worth exploring. If he can, he's gonna have to come around in a bigger way. That's that's what she, it is. Here's what she does. Hey, I'm enjoying hanging out with you. This is this is the text you sent. Send this text. Hey, I'm really enjoying hanging out with you. I loved our hike. I want to get to know you better. Make a plan, and I'm in. That's it. That's it. Now he makes the plan, or he does it. If he doesn't, I would give this a week. That's even too long, but give it a week for him to yeah. make a plan. After that, you got to cut off contact. The flirting's over. Flirting's over. But I do agree that he he probably deserves at this point, and they deserve to sort of see if there's anything there really to but get one, the, more, one more shot. But Just, that's when you send that text, it yeah. is plan or get the fuck out of here. Totally. And that's the most important thing because I understand she's already losing sight. She said the hike and we hold hands and he talks about dinners and he hasn't done shit. That's the reality. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. We're sponsored people. The Jtrain Podcast is brought to you by Electric E-Bikes. Regular bikes are great for short rides or paths you already know, but when you need an extra kick for those unexplored paths, you'll want an e-bike. Now, finally, there's an e-bike made for everyone that starts at just $7.99 electric e-bikes. You saw my e-bike when you walked in. It's a beautiful bike. Gorgeous. I use it all the time. I love it. You're an e-bike user, you said. It's the best way to get around New York City. Right. Amazing. There's no better mode of transportation than an e-bike around New York City. The wind in your hair, you're getting a little bit of a workout, not too much. You're not sweating your ass off. It's perfect. Oh, amazing. This is where electric comes in because I love the bike. Eric is an e-bike user. You don't have to go to like the, you know, the city bike locations. You have your own. You can just get going. You don't have to worry if there's going to be one there or not, yeah. where to park it near where you're going. 
electric e-bikes mission is simple make e-bikes accessible for everyone and with bikes starting at just $7.99 that's way less than the competition all bikes ship free pre-assembled pre-charged you'll be on the road in no time right out of the box they fold up too cover up to 45 miles at up to 28 miles per hour on just six hour charge explore the great outdoors while keeping the air clean join the affordable e-bike revolution go to electricebikes.com. use code jtrain to get a free foldable mountable bike lock with any bike purchase that's a free bike lock when you use code jtrain at l-e-c-t-r-i-c-e-b-i-k-e-s.com electricebikes.com promo code jtrain Help. Keep sending your emails. JTrainPodcast.gmail.com. This one's called Help. My boyfriend solicited sex. Dear JT, please help me with my dilemma. I feel very insecure and confused about handing... I feel very insecure and confused about handling information that I learned about my boyfriend's past. Long story short, I recently found out that in my boyfriend's early 20s, he and a couple of his closest friends would frequent erotic massage parlors. Let me read that again. He and a couple of his closest friends would frequent erotic massage parlors. When we first started dating, I asked him if he had ever been to one out of curiosity, and he told me no. I believed him at the time, but recently something happened that caused this topic to be brought up. I saw through his search history that he was searching for this one for this once again. And I had a complete meltdown. I was sick to my stomach. So much ran through my mind. Anything from this is anything from this is illegal and sick and is he not happy in our relationship he explained that when he uh when his friend was visiting out of town they were being immature and reminiscing over the stupid things they did in college they had no intention of going they just wanted to see what happened to the place he said he was embarrassed about his past and that's why he lied about it to me mainly because we had just started dating and when i originally asked he said it isn't who he is anymore it's not something he likes to bring up and he would never do that now i can't help but feel lied to it was a white lie and it makes me think he can't be trusted at strip clubs or bachelor parties that's my next problem he will be attending two of them this year i know boys play raunchy games but just how comfortable is he crossing the line, especially when the boys he's going with are some of the friends he would get happy endings with. He said, I have nothing to worry about. That's all in the past. The boys he's going with are all married now with families, and they would never do that now. He said he has never cheated on me, and he's willing to do anything to make me feel comfortable, but none of that helps. Should I be worried? Can you judge someone for soliciting sex? Can he say no uh, when there will be a lot of temptation? What do you think? Oh man, that's a lot. Um, it's a tough one. I was a, you know, I was a like a porn addict for for a long time. Porn addict. I was a porn addict for a long time, really bad, and uh, that sort of translated into into sexting, which which I sort of became addicted to also, and then like caused me to be unfaithful. And um, hold I, on, yeah. What's a porn addict? Are you watching all day? I, was watch- I would be like in the office when I had a day job. I'd be like in the office, and I would go into the bathroom twice a day and twice a day and twice just a day and watch porn pull up a porn that's it and did you go to therapy for it i'm in therapy now but like i sort of uh once i went through a breakup i took six months off porn and now i'm just back i'm like a, a casual porn user i guess can you dabble i mean i mean i guess you're not sober right now i'm that's a that's hilarious uh I, i'm i'm just more controlled like okay. i'm not gonna like leave 
brunches to go jerk off you would leave a brunch to yeah. jerk off yeah yeah i'd say that's an addiction anytime that's you addiction. have to like hey guys i'll be right back uh come can, back can you sweating hold can you hold up can you guys not eat yet yeah can do, you hold uh, off on you know, your the eggs benedict <laughs> you guys go ahead uh but don't touch the table pancakes i gotta go squirt one off i uh, really dude i'm telling you man it was bad so the only reason i'm bringing this up is because look there's certain things that you just don't, that people are ashamed to admit. And sometimes mm. when you're starting a relationship, you don't necessarily want the person to know all the terrible shit you went through in your yeah, past. Yeah, I wonder if like, if she had said, have you ever been to an erotic massage? Uh, it's interesting. It, it's, it's so, in, the email is so interesting because I hear that, you know, the guy goes and gets a hand job at a massage parlor. Those exist. Whether they're illegal and... Yeah. You know, what happens is the languaging changes, you know, right? like um, like Bob Kraft went to a massage parlor and got a hand job and then that became a huge story. Then he gets charged with sex trafficking. Right. And you go, well, I don't think. And, and listen, we have to be we are so aware of seven things down the line now that like anything could be made into you're an evil sex trafficker totally. at that point like yeah, you know 100%. robert Kraft didn't go to the massage parlor and you know with i believe this is my belief that he didn't go to the sex parlor being like i hope they shipped them all in today like right, that's right, not right. how how right. i believe it to be a, he wanted a hand job and that's as much as he thought this out yes which i'm sure he would say was a mistake yeah. that's what this guy's saying you know when she yeah. says can you judge someone for soliciting sex? You know, when she even when she puts it in that terms, you can see, and I'm not telling her how to feel. I think yeah, yeah, she's yeah. entitled to her feelings. Sure. But when she looks at it, you can see exactly how she looks at it. She looks at it as him in a Mercedes Benz with a 20 out the window, yeah. you know, going to a street corner and, and taking- Come on in, girl. Come on. And that's, and and that's like, the way it started. And he isn't seeing it that way. There's two people looking at it from two different perspectives. It was like the wrong, you know how like on Instagram you'll 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 post a clip and you'll put like a little like um sort of like clickbaity uh, title title card mm. or something whatever. The title card was too crazy for the actual story. Like yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Like it turned out to <laughs> be a hand. I mean, the, the guy the guy's getting a hand job. I mean whatever, it is what it is. But like soliciting sex is a whole different thing, but like the only thing I would be a little cautious of is like whenever you find mouse droppings, there are mice. You're right. And that's the part of this email that is concerning. It's not that he lied the first time. I get that. I can understand that. Me too. I would, if I were him, lesson learned. The cover-up's worse than the crime. Yep. If he had just said on that day, yeah, I've gotten a hand job. I really, it was kind of something stupid we used to do in college. Fine. Okay. Fine. But we tipped well, you know. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That, that was the real test. Yeah, she was a waitress, and she was like, "If you didn't tip well, that's the only thing. If you didn't tip exactly, tip you didn't do twenty percent on it." Yeah. So then, so you know, to me, that initial cover up makes sense. It's the searching today yeah. that doesn't make sense. That where you say, and listen, his story. I was with an old friend. We were looking up the place. If he showed you, I hate having to show someone, you know, that I'm not lying. Look, yeah. but if he showed you, this is the place. It's actually still open. Like I would go, okay, I believe that story a little bit more. If he's just saying, oh, we were just searching to see what there, if there were any in the area. Okay, him and his friends. The idea that because his friends are married with kids means that the bachelor party is more trustworthy. I don't buy that either. Married with kids as no representation of how faithful somebody will be, unfortunately. What is a correlation? There's no correlation between the two. Oh, man, oh the whole bachelor party is married with kids. Oh. 
You go on bachelor parties, there's always one guy, I gotta go to the strip club, I gotta go to the strip club, I gotta go to the strip. And you're like, dude, you want this a little too much. Too much. And then there's the other, right, let's say there's let's say there's five guys, right? One's married, he's the, we have to go to a strip club mm. guy. Then you got the other guy on the other end who's like, I don't want to get anywhere near, I'm very happy in my marriage, I don't want to get anywhere. And then everybody else in the middle could kind of be swayed one way or the other, right? Sure. And that's where it becomes, so we don't know if he was the guy who originally brought it up. We don't know if he was the guy who was just following the guy who originally brought it up. Maybe they were drunk and he just Google searched it. They were like, let's have a laugh. Let's see if it's open. Yeah, you know, I don't know. We I don't know. The I what I would caution her on is we looking up the old hand job factory they used to go to. <laughs> and, then, and then <laughs> and then relating that to his two bachelor parties coming up. Yeah. You're looking at that's not the problem. It's the trust between you two. You're jump you're you, exactly. It's not I would be on the lookout if I were her. Yeah, and I, I, I also have to. You have to see that he doesn't look at it as soliciting sex. Yes, you know. So totally, obviously, and and he seems like. I mean, from what she's written, it seems like that he's like you know, has some you know, he's regretful of past decisions. I don't know. I can't tell you how to feel better about this, but I don't think you make it about the bachelor party. I think you no. got to come at him with like, I when I see you looking this up. I can only assume you're trying to get a hand job. Right. And I would tell him the fears that you told us right here. The anything from is, this is illegal and sick. So you have to let him know. I believe this is illegal and sick. Yeah. So to him, he doesn't see it that way. Right. And then you have to say, is he not happy in our relationship? These are the questions I have. I need to see these. You have to understand this is where my head goes to. And I think talking about that rather than, well, I've got to watch out for you on the bachelor party. I, and then he's bringing up bullshit excuses for why the bachelor party's okay. Oh, well, everyone's married? Fuck off. Yeah. That's not a, that's that's a, not terrible, a reason it's going to be. terrible in. excuse. Yeah. It's a terrible excuse on his part. And it's a really bad way to set the precedence of trust in the relationship going forward on her part. Mm. Like, because you found this, you can't suddenly now start questioning him defensively about every place he's going and, and whatever. It's like, the trust fun. is there or it's not. Yeah. Like, and, you know. That's right. And, so, and, and the, like, if, if, like, and then you have to like what? You have to like be the morality police of each of the friends that goes. Right. His friends aren't the ones convincing him. That's the, that's the other part of this. That's, no. the, that's the through line of this. Yes. Is, oh, my friend was over, so oh. we looked up some old times. Oh, my friends are on the bachelor party. They're all married and engaged. No, 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 no. This is about you. I'm talking to you. A friend's not going to be able to even convince another friend one way or the other if that's what the person wants to do. Like totally, like people I, uh, blame the friends. It's the stupidest thing in the world. No, like, like he's a man. He'll do what he wants to do. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Eric Newman at I'm Eric Newman. Go follow. Go follow. Go follow the special. It's out right now on YouTube. Search Eric Newman on YouTube. Go to his thing, uh, the link in his bio. It's all there. It's waiting for you. A, a crowd work special. Watch him. Dance on the tight wire of comedy. It's great. It's a great fun time to watch. Loser brother-in-law. Oh, God. In 2016, I met my current husband. We took our time getting to know one another and dated slowly for a year. After a year, it became more serious, and he asked me to move in with him. We were both homeowners, but his brother and two kids lived with him. I lived alone. In 2018, I ended up renting my house out to his brother and his two kids, whom he only has about one to two nights a week. Okay, so he's got, the brother has two kids, two nights a week, one to two nights a week. So the brother's like divorced. Divorced and has the kids. And living in her house. Living in her house, okay. 
His brother currently unemployed and has been since 2020 by his own choice, lives off unemployment. Ooh. We're getting into that choice during the pandemic. Wow. He's okay, but now that's her problem. Yep. Fast forward five years, we got married 10 months ago and have been speaking for the last two years about selling both of our homes and purchasing one together that would be ours. Two weeks ago, I let him know that I was ready to sell my house. I would be making approximately $200,000 profit, and that would be a nice down payment for us. His response was unexpected. He referenced that I was a gouger and that his brother would end up having to pay more in a different rental. His brother currently pays my mortgage only. Yeah, he's getting a deal. He's lucky to get that deal. I pay for all the HOA fees and property taxes in my home. He was getting a heck of a deal. Yes, he is. Unfortunately, at the end of our two-sentence conversation, he told me to move back into my home and that if I was going to make life-changing decisions on my own, that our marriage was over. Oh, my God. This seems very Abusive quick. and... and, and very weird turn. My question is, was I in the wrong for wanting us to move forward as a couple, and what did I do wrong? I'm in the process of uh, packing and moving and signing divorce papers as I write this. Love your show, and since I will be single soon, I probably need all the uh, dating advice you give. Oh my God, I'm sorry to hear this. This is terrible. But this is also strange. It's strange. The, the, I mean, obviously, we're getting the email that were written, so we don't know the course of events. But here's yeah. the, here's the uh, you know, so... 2000, so she has his brother currently unemployed. It has been since 2020 on by his own his own choice. Lives off unemployment. Five years. We get married 10 months ago. So they got married 10 months ago. From, we, from today. 10 months ago from today. I'm assuming from today. Okay, yeah, okay. So we're married 10 months ago. We have been speaking for the last two years about selling both of our homes and purchasing one together that will be ours. Two weeks ago, I let him know that I was ready to sell my house and I'd be making approximately $200,000. And his response is... He referenced that I was a gouger and that his brother would end up having to pay more in a different rental. So There's something else wrong here. Oh, 100%. But is the brother... Wait, so the brother's living with her or she's renting the house to the brother? And where she's, is she living? She's renting the house the to husband? the brother and she's living with the husband. Okay. But, but at the husband's house. Yeah. And so she wants to sell her house so they can buy a house together that's yes. both of theirs as opposed to her living in his. I mean, she's 100% right. I... Well, there's something else here. Okay. There's, well, well I, I, he's hiding something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted sure. to end this marriage. 100%. This is, it is not about the house. It's about your marriage. It's about your relationship. Yep. He was not in on this relationship. Never. 10 months, he's realizing that this marriage isn't for him, and he's trying to find a way out. The way out is to blame you for doing the most reasonable thing that I can imagine. Also, here's the other, the other reality. Hey, I'm selling my house. I'm going to have a $200,000 windfall. Now we can buy our house. That'll be the down payment. Why don't your brother move to, his, move to this house until we sell this one? Why is she, Tell your brother to get on his feet. Why is, it, why is it on her? What does she owe to his brother? She was doing him a favor. No, that's what I'm saying. She doesn't yeah, owe him anything. This like This is totally on goodwill and just her being but a nice person. But this is what happens. This is how, and you know, I think this is a very male thing. We break up before the next thing. We break up, and then you have a lot of women that will be like, oh, I was blindsided. Well, I would, I, this is a blindsiding thing to go on. 100%. But he is using this as a reason, this whole house thing, to call you a price gouger. What? You're wrong. He's wrong. That's wrong. Your house is on the open market. You did his brother a favor for as long as you could. The favor's over. Time to move on. Why doesn't he get in a job? You know? Yeah. So when he's using this house, 
to get out of it. And this is, and because, and again, this is societal. This is, this is how I, I notice this about myself. When I end a relationship, it's before the next step. Yeah. And you, when you end something, you get asked why. And you can't really answer. I don't know what the, you know, the answer's icky. The answer's I don't want to, I don't see a future. And maybe and then, there's somebody else in his life. I can't say that at all for any we don't know but who knows there's something else going there's on. something off yeah, yeah, yeah. well there's yeah. something off enough that he wanted the first exit he could find he took that off-ramp so the off-ramp and so when you get it faced with why he knew he was gonna get why is our marriage ending well now he's got there you go the the concrete contract nobody's right suggesting the, the divorce if they don't want it exactly <laughs> jtrainpodcast at gmail.com jtrainpodcast at gmail.com we got time for a couple more yeah sex advice for a former virgin i guess we're all former, former virgins, virgins yeah papa jt classic shelvin esteemed guest wishing you a downpour of feathers i'm a 26 year old female and up until about six months ago i was a virgin since i'm still pretty new to all of this i'm having a hard time speaking up during sex especially when it's with a new partner for example sometimes when there is some finger action going on the guy will go uh, be going way too hard to the point that it is almost painful. But I don't know how to speak up. I feel uncomfortable and worried about offending him. But then I end up just laying there hoping he will move on to something else. How can I speak up and ask for him to be more gentle or for other things I need in the bedroom without making the guy feel like he's doing a bad job? Thanks. Sexy but silent. What do you think? Oh, I think uh, you just have to... Look, any relationship, if, if it's somebody who you're especially going to grow with and see again and continue to sort of build with you have to be honest i mean yeah i I mean you can't worry about as long as you say things nicely you can't worry about offending like i think the only time i've ever been offended in bed is when the person's frustrated in a way that i'm not even trying you know like 100 percent. and like i because i'm to me we're in a partnership we're both trying to get to climax island i want you there you want you there we all want you climaxing i want all the coming okay <laughs> the frustration comes in when you think that i'm not working with you so right. that's the only time i've ever felt like i was being looked at in a way that made me feel off put 100 percent. and also and i think that goes back to her, her where it's just like as long as you do keep things positive. Keep it positive. Keep it positive. Don't be like, oh, that sucked or anything negative. No. Don't know disparaging remarks. Even just saying, hey, a little gentler. That's a that's a yeah. perfectly reasonable thing to say. 100%. Hey, a little bit gentler, softer, to the right. Oh, that feels good. Letting people know when it feels good, not just the negative. That's a helpful thing. Yeah. I think that goes, that's genderless. The, right. the, 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 this yeah. is about- And hey, ageless too. And ageless. Yeah. Ooh, 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 that feels good. You want to be like a <laughs> climax sonar. Boop, 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 You want to let them know. So that's with positivity. The more, yeah. you know, it's Red Rover. You know, it's, yeah. uh, you know, not Red Rover. Like it's ooh, Marco ooh, Polo. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> you want to play Climax Marco Polo when you're in the bedroom. You want to go, ooh, that feels good. Ooh, that feels good. Ooh, that feels good. You know, right. you're heading towards right. that. Oh, no, no, no. A little bit. No. Oh, oh, a little gentler. A little gentler. Oh, yeah. that's great. You want to give You want to give as many greats as you do the negatives. Also, you could even say it without saying it. Like, unless you're, if you're being dishonest with your sounds, mm. that's not going to help at all. Like, if, if it's hurting you and you're like keeping that to yourself, just m- say ow. And then all of a sudden the guy goes, oh, maybe I'm going a little too yeah, hard yeah. here. Ooh, ooh. And, oh, and sorry. Listen, anyone that you is aw- is mad at you going, that doesn't feel right, isn't the right sexual partner. And I right. you say you're, 
you're a former virgin. We're all former virgins. All of us. The best sex, the best sexual relationships come with people that you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So the more you're talking with these people, I, I know you're new to this game and maybe you're like, wow, I, I want to have sex now and, I, you know, and I'm out there now. Now is the time to like maybe meet someone to like practice with. Meet someone yeah. that, you like so, that you like enough to have these kind of rough draft sex. Yeah. I mean, you know, as yeah. opposed to the... And it doesn't really have to do with the fact that she's like newly, no. uh, you know, having sex. Like we all, when we have new partners, no matter how experienced we are previously, we're experiencing something new with a new person. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's there's no shame in not knowing to what to do. figure out how with. it fits together. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Eric Newman. At I'm Eric Newman. Go follow, go follow, go follow. Go watch the special. The special's fantastic. He's hilarious. The crowd work special. But enough about me. That's the name of the special. Go watch. Last email. Professional X. Hi, Jared. I'll jump right into it. My ex and I dated for roughly half a year before he went back to the girl he was previously engaged with. I was heartbroken. I won't deny it. He then took me and all my friends off IG and Snap. He texts me every now and again, though, and so I texted him asking what unfollowing us was all about. He said he didn't want to see me and how much fun I was having without him because he still misses me. Kind of whack, right? Yeah, you were going to get a whack answer to a whack question, if to use their word. The Why reason, are you asking? The, the people unfollow for their own self-betterment. Yeah. That's the only reason anyone unfollows. It's not about you, but then if you ask for an answer, you're going to get an You know, if you ask, why'd you unfollow me? It's going to come back with as much of a shitty answer as the question. Because the question, you know why he unfollowed you. He's trying to get away from you. He understands you guys had was good or great or whatever it was. And he knows he has to move on from it. And having someone in your story, you know, viewing your stories or liking your stuff is a little bit of a nudge to you. Maybe it matters nothing to you, but it matters to him. So he got away from it. And I think that's the rightful thing. The fact that he's texting you off and on after unfollowing, you can tell that's that's an issue. I would say, hey, stop texting me. It's not, but you asking isn't really putting up a barrier. You asking is, is somewhat interest. Yeah. Don't ask questions that you already know the answer for. Right. And that, by the way, no matter how it's answered, will hurt you. Yes. <laughs> like, there's no, you're not going to get yeah. any answer that's going to make you feel good. Oh, look, about I hurt things. my own feelings. Yeah. Right. No, exactly. It sucks. And so, I, listen, yeah. I'm here with you. I just think this is, you've taken, you, you've taken a bad path and then asked, why do you take the bad path too? Right. You both did. And also, I think like him <clears throat> making the decision to then text every once in a while is basically him going, I can handle this. I can't handle this. Well, maybe you can't handle that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe it's stop texting me. You know? Here's the thing. Even though he removed me from all social media, we are still connected on LinkedIn. We both work in property management, which is a fairly small industry in the city we both live in. He was a position above me with another company while we were dating. We used to, ta- we used to ask each other for job situation advice and could relate a lot to the day-to-day stressors. I'm actually pretty active on LinkedIn and will post pictures of professional events I attend and accomplishments. He reacts to my LinkedIn posts. See, this is the problem. And, and Staying around. He's sticking around. Yeah. Uh, he liked something I posted yesterday, then texted me today, hey, I don't even want to reply, LOL. But my question is why? Why remove all the other social media but then keep up with my professional life? I know you've talked at great length about IG and Snap. Window tapping is this similar. It's also not like we ever directly work together or for the same company, so not the same as some of the work dating situations you've read emails about. Curious your take. Sincerely, love a man in a suit. What do you think? I think, um, well, first of all, the the one factor I think, you know, 
you have to highlight is maybe the girl doesn't want like the new the fiance or he's married now oh yeah linkedin is kind of he's with the woman he was just with linkedin is more safe because professional you're not and you're also not getting watched in the same way a girlfriend would watch your instagram or your tiktok or your snapchat right you know your search history when you put in a name the names that come up are the people you just searched so your girlfriend can't look over your shoulder and go why are you still searching for becky or whatever right. so exactly that's a great point i think also we have to stop believing that just because it's a dude who had you ended badly with doesn't mean that they're not a human being yeah this guy is holding on to the one last thing he has to kind of check in on you and you're, and he's still texting you, so he does obviously have feelings. Not enough feelings. to make it happen. No. Not enough to keep extending it. No. You are somewhat of a fantasy for him. You're someone that said yes to his naked body once before. That's hot to every guy. We never believe. A lot of men <laughs> don't believe, no matter how far away from the relationship are the, that we've gotten, not a lot of men believe that you are disgusted by them now. Because you did means you would, which makes it hot in our fantasies. Yep. So he's hanging on to this LinkedIn fantasy because this is one shot to look at you without his new girlfriend or the old girlfriend from before looking over his shoulder. Yeah, totally. It's a safe space. And, and, and by the way, he might really have strong feelings still, and mm. he probably does. But the truth is, we don't know exactly why he chose the other woman, and that's not really for you to it's figure out. It's not even out. about that. It's, yeah. it's, it, and, and he has feelings for her, but not strong enough not to strong. end his relationship yep. and move away with her and, make an, and, and put himself in a position of maybe failure. Maybe failure is, hey, I've left my last girlfriend. I want to go on a date with you. And then you have to go, well, no, you were an asshole before, so I'm never going out again. Right. And then he He's never nobody. doing this. Right. Now, this is the safest route to get to you know, look at you. The yeah. safest route is on LinkedIn. So this is all safety. If I'm this person, I'm unfollowing on LinkedIn for the same reasons he unfollowed you and all your friends for your own personal betterment. I would get away from this. He's not going to be a business contact. And I would even text him, hey, you got to back off. Yep. These texts are bringing me to a bad place where I think about a relationship. I'm trying to get better just like you. Goodbye. No contact. That's it. There's no There's no benefit to keeping him around at all. No. That's it. You'll find somebody else. It's going to stop you from moving on also if you keep hearing from every once in a while, LinkedIn, you know, whatever. Horrible. So. Train podcast at gmail.com. Eric Newman, thank you for coming on. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you. Everyone go follow fun. Eric at I'm Eric Newman. Hilarious. The crowd work special. It's out on his YouTube right now. You can go make it a Friday night, make it a Saturday night, put it on during the pregame. <laughs> Put it on, you know, with breakfast. What a nice thing. On your computer, on your phone, wherever you want. I'm Jared Free. We're here every Monday. Keep sending your emails. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Back to the next episode. Boom.